What's the Point of Self-Improvement Anyway? Published July 20th, 2017. There's a paradox with self-improvement, and it is this. The ultimate goal of all self-improvement is to reach the point where you no longer feel the need to improve yourself. Think about it. The whole goal of improving your productivity is to reach the point where you never have to think about how to be more productive. The whole point of pursuing happiness is to reach the point where one no longer has to think about being happy. The whole point of improving your relationships is so that you can enjoy some drama-free cunning lingus in the McDonald's drive-thru without crashing the car. I'm still working on that last one. But self-improvement is therefore, in a weird way, ultimately self-defeating. The only way one can truly achieve one's potential to become fully fulfilled or to become self-actualized, whatever the fuck that means, is to stop trying to be all of those things. Here in the article is a clip from Fight Club where Tyler Durden says self-improvement is masturbation. The caption reads, One of the beautiful things about Tyler Durden in Fight Club is that he seems to understand the implicit vanity and self-absorption that comes with the desire to improve oneself. Now, before we go all Fight Club and punch each other in basements and blow up bank buildings, I do believe that there is an important role for self-improvement in all of the millions of podcasts, books, seminars, and articles that you've obsessively consumed. I promise. But, as usual, a lot depends on why you care about self-improvement. So let's put our shirts back on and take a look. How to approach self-improvement. There are two approaches to improving yourself. One, the self-improvement junkie. Self-improvement junkies feel like they need to jump on every new seminar, read all the latest books, listen to all of the podcasts, lift all the weight, hire all the life coaches, open all of their chakras, and talk about their childhood traumas, both real and imagined, incessantly. For the self-improvement junkie, the purpose of self-improvement is not the improvement itself. Rather, it's motivated by a subtle form of FOMO, or a fear of missing out. The junkie has this constant gnawing feeling that there's still some magic tip or technique or piece of information out there that will create their next big breakthrough. Again, both real or imagined. Self-improvement for the junkies becomes a kind of glorified hobby. It's what they spend all of their money on. It's what they do with their vacations. It's where they meet their friends and network. For most people, this isn't necessarily that bad of a thing. You could certainly spend your time and money on worse things. Oh, hello, meth and cocaine. Didn't see you there. Number two, the self-improvement tourists. Other people only come to self-help when shit has really hit the fan. They just got slapped in the face with a divorce, or someone close to them just died, and now they're depressed, or they just remember that they have 135000 in credit card debt that they somehow forgot to pay off for the last 11 years. For self-help tourists, self-help material is like going to the doctor. You don't just show up to the hospital on a random Tuesday saying, Hey doc, tell me what's wrong with me. That would be insane. No, you only go to the hospital when something is already wrong and you're in a lot of serious pain. These people use self-help material to fix whatever is bothering them, to get back on their feet, and then they're off into the world again. I would argue that self-help tourists are using self-improvement advice in a healthy manner, and that self-help junkies, often but not always, are using it in an unhealthy manner. Remember, the paradoxical point of all self-improvement is to reach a point where you no longer feel the need to improve yourself. 
Therefore, the constant indulgence in self-improvement material just continues to feed that feeling of inadequacy. Many people come to self-help material because they feel like something is wrong with them or the way they are. The problem is that anything that tells you how to improve your life is also implying that there is something inherently wrong with you or the way you are. These people can then end up in a spiral of sorts. They vacuum up productivity advice and start waking up at 6 a.m. and putting cow piss in their coffee and meditating for 30 minutes before breakfast and journaling with binaural beats in the background while visualizing their spirit animal. Then they wake up the kids for school. And oh, fuck, what if they're waking up their kids wrong? And so now they order 22 books on parenting tactics and then seminars on how to raise your kid's self-esteem. And then that leads to another seminar on how to plan for your kid's financial future. And that leads to a $10,000 super premium platinum mastermind extravaganza where you've gone into debt and remortgaged your house so you can learn how to become a millionaire by the time you're 50. Where does it end? It doesn't. At least until you decide it does. Focus on the big picture. There's no such thing as an optimum life. Sure, there are some habits and actions that are healthier than others, but the 80-20 here is pretty simple. Just don't fuck up the big stuff. It's fine to indulge in self-improvement material as long as you understand your relationship to it, and you make sure that it's a relationship where you control it, not the other way around. Because the self-help junkie may get to experience the feeling of growth transcendence, improvement, expanded consciousness over and over again. But just because you feel like you move forward doesn't mean you actually did. Because the only way to truly benefit from self-improvement is to one day arrive at a place where you no longer need it. Like a cast for a broken arm or a bandage for a deep cut. You put it on and let it heal you. And then you take it off and move on with your life. Do you know who you really are? That sounds quite philosophical and cheesy, but it turns out that we're all actually pretty bad at knowing who we are, what we want, and what will make us happy. If you enjoyed this article that you just listened to, then you should check out my 22-page ebook where I get all into our crazy psychology and why we're so bad at understanding ourselves and what makes us happy. So to check it out, you can go to markmanson.net slash self-knowledge. It's uh, You just put in your email. I send the PDF. There's no spam, no bullshit. doesn't cost anything. Uh, it's just a way to get more cool content to you um, if you want to learn more. So go check it out, markmanson.net slash self-knowledge.